When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first ever live Ironcast. Here we go, Ginge. We've hit the big time. We've hit the big time. And welcome my co-host, the Ginger Pele, James Collins. <laughs> and we've got three West Ham United superstars here tonight, live on the show. Dinos Mavropanos. <laughs> Mo Kudus. Johnson! Jono, you look a bit nervous, Gase. Look <laughs> no, a little good. bit nervous. You're no, good. I'm good, I'm good. Uh, let's talk about City, Mo. You made your home debut. And I have to say, I don't know what everyone else felt, but I thought we were going to do it. There was a, I thought we were going to get Nick someone out of the game. How did you see it? Yeah, I felt him. But I think um, when we go back uh, in the second half and they scored that early goal, I think it changed the, the momentum of the game. But um, we take the positives and then learn from it. I think the team did very well against a very good side like City. So, yeah, we just build on it and then focus on the next game. We also, Ginge, we saw Paolo Di Canio at uh, London Stadium and you've got a picture with your kids? I did. He was, he was, we all know Paolo. He was, he was very intense. He was into the game watching it. So I did feel a bit bad going over. But, um, yeah, he's, he's some guy, you know, that you saw the, the sort of the crowd reaction when he got introduced to the pitch and, and the way he is. But, um, Absolute gentleman and, and then still got West Ham, you know, running through his veins. So uh, great to see him there and, and it gave the crowd a lift. The game, like, like, the, like the boys say, you know, it was, it's a tough one. Anytime you play against City, you know, you, you could be in the game one minute and then the next minute, you know, they, they've, they've got the players to turn the game. So um, like the boys say, you know, take, take the positives out of it and, and move on to the next one. Yeah, uh, Dean, obviously you were, there, you were there on the pitch warming up and I just wondered, how did you find that on the set? How did you feel the atmosphere? You've obviously been to a game before, but... To be actually there in the squad, how did you find the atmosphere? Yeah, I mean, the feeling was uh, was amazing uh, against this opponent as well to be to be in the squad and uh, um, and ready to go in in case that uh, coach uh, select to play. But uh, yeah, I think was uh, the atmosphere was incredible, and uh, it would be nice if we had as well the three points. So yeah, I mean, I was really really happy. Ben, you've been here, John. You've been ages. You've been at the London, you've been playing London Stadium a long time. Do you remember your debut at the London Stadium? How did you find those first? moments on the pitch yeah it was Watford Watford <laughs> during Covid we had to win to stay up to be honest we won 3-1 that was a nerve-wracking game there was no fans but what was on the game it was either us or Watford to stay up and fortunately we won that was in the, the midst of Covid I was injured for a while and that was my first game amazing now Mo you've been on the podcast before the Ironcast and since then you've been settling into the club I wondered is there any teammates that you thought I really like this guy I can tell we're going to be friends. Is there anyone? Um, obviously, um, Joseph, because um, we shared a, a Ghanaian board already. So naturally, um, I'm more closer to him. But I mean, um, everyone in the locker room been helping me settle so far. So I'm pretty cool with everyone. 
How about yourself, Dinos? Yeah, I mean, with uh, with everyone, I'm I'm really well uh, from the first time. Everyone uh, welcome me really, really nice. Uh, everyone around the club is so kind, and uh, it makes me feel uh, uh, really, really comfortable from the first time. So, yeah, I can say I cannot really say someone, but everyone. I was um, on pitch side at the City game, watching you warm up, and you were doing sprints up and down right by where I was stood, like as stadium presenter in my role, and. You are massive and you are terrifying when you're in full pelt. Ginger, we were saying it when Dinos comes in, you're like, what? What a man, you're enormous. He's big, isn't he? He's a big lad, yeah. <laughs> He's a big lad. Um, nah, he, like you say, the, all the boys are, well, apart from, John, have you been on? You haven't been on before, have you? Nah. So the boys have been on, so we interviewed the boys for, for Iron Castle, and, and we said when the boys left on air, the boys we signed, the way they were, the way they were talking about the football club. You know they were bang on. You could tell they were straight away. They were going to be going to be a hit with the West Ham fans and and you know enhance our football club going forward. And like I said, the, the two boys have said it themselves. You know it's, it's a great club to come and to come into. Obviously, London helps. You know the uh, the whole atmosphere of being in London and and the football club. So um, all the boys we signed in the summer and the, obviously the team are doing tremendously well and, and and they've been great additions to the football club. Dinas, how much are you looking forward to your West Ham debut? You've got the Europa League coming up. That could be an option. Are you looking forward to? Yeah, 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 for sure. I I can't wait to make my debut, and uh, I want to 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 have this feeling of the stadium as well. So yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward. You're from Athens as well, right? We've just drawn Olympiakos in the Europa League. Did you see that drawn thing? Oh boy! Yeah, yeah. I I really I really uh, uh, wish that we can play against a Greek team, and it's really nice that we can play against uh, Olympiakos. So I'm looking forward for this as well. Do you think is your whole family going to be bothering you for tickets when that away game comes around? Yeah, I think I think, uh, I, think I might be bothering him for tickets for the away game too. Uh, John, we're about to start our third season of European football, and you've featured in the last two in Europe as well. How have you found those last two years of European football? To do the Thursday and Sundays again is going to be tough, um, but we got the squad for it. Our squad's amazing. Um, we got some top players, um, and as you saw on Sunday, like we we really pushed City, and I think we'll be able to give most teams a really good game and um, become victors so in Europe you never know do you have a highlight I mean I would say highlight obviously the Conference League final was absolutely amazing but is there any other those games on those journey the journey over the last couple of years that really stand out for you um Leon away um, was a great result to win 3-0 in their stadium and, and progress into the semi-final was a magical night um that's probably the night we thought that we're going to go on and win the tournament unfortunately we didn't but that was certainly a special night. But what about when we did win the Conference League last season? <laughs> that open top bus parade. How was it for you? Can we talk about the night out after the final? <laughs> no, we can't I mean, disclose that. <laughs> could we not? No. I was thinking if I was still playing, I think I would have gone on for a couple of days thinking and then and then on onto the bus. Uh, that was just unbelievable. I think the history that West Ham has, me being a ball boy at Upton Park as a kid, never getting to to have the opportunity to play there, but go past the stadium, all the fans and and go down the road and go into the Stratford Town Centre was was really iconic. And to see that, probably I won't, a few fans may have seen that before, but some may never see that again. So yeah, it was just a memory that will, will live forever for, for West Ham fans and especially that, that group. I'm sure we'll come together in the next 10, 20 years and always remember that day and that'll be um, such a nice feeling. Mo, when you, I've been in the dressing room at London Stadium, there's pictures of the trophy, you know, bus parade and all those scenes of West Ham winning a trophy. As we go into the Europa League now, it starts on Thursday. 
does it kind of inspire you that we could actually do it again this season, get to the final in Dublin and win the thing? Um, yeah, I think um, that's the aspiration of um, every club to do well in the league and also um, perform very well in, in Europe. So definitely it's part of the goals. But it's, it's a long way today, you know. So for now, we just focus on the group stage games and then we take it from there one game at a time and then we see how everything goes. But definitely it's part of the goal. And since you've joined, have you had much more contact with the Ghanaian Hammers? I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw some some of the um, their flags in the game we played on the weekend with the Ghanaian Hammers and yeah, like I said, um, it's nice to see um, them supporting West Ham even before I even came here. So me coming here is and it emerges very well with with what they are doing. And like I said, they they, they are more than just fans, you know, because um, they 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 open opportunities and support a lot of um, projects back home in Ghana. So it's it's bigger than just football for me, and I appreciate that. And and it motivates me to even um, do well and definitely. Um, I'll do my best to support in any best way I can with it. Uh, Ginge, we hear a lot about the Ghanaian hammers. I've never heard a thing from the Welsh hammers. There's a big, there's a big Welsh. Is hammers. there? Yeah, really. Yeah. I didn't know it until I signed for West Ham. But that's, I suppose, the same as anyone. Any club you go to, you don't realise where the fans are. But certainly in South Wales, where I was from, when I signed, there was there was massive amounts. I've got a big family, so it wasn't just them as well. But um, I think I think there's West Ham fans everywhere you go. You know, we went to we went to Australia uh, pre-season. Go, you know, Sydney and Perth, and there's it, it, just massive amounts of West Ham fans, and and that's credit to the boys, credit to the manager, credit to everyone at the football club because that is the way West Ham have been going the last last couple of years. You know, win certainly last year, winning trophies and and being up there in the Premier League. That's what it does, you know, and that's what we all want from the football club to to progress it. You know, the fan base is getting bigger, and I say the signings we made, the the players we're attracting now is is, is credit to everyone at the football club. So this uh, conversation is being recorded at JD Sports on Oxford Street. So we wanted to have a discussion about fashion and music. Jono, you've always got nice trainers oh, on. Have you noticed? Fresh as well. Always fresh. fresh box, fresh trainers. All the time. I heard a story that David James would only buy new trainers and throw them out once as soon as he'd used them. Have you heard that? No. Okay. Just sounds a bit strange. Yeah. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. But uh, Jono, how would you describe your style? Simple. Nice little crisp white tee. Some are so... Plain shorts, Air Max. What's your, what's your training ground? Are you, are you, I remember Nob be, being around Nobes when he was playing and he'd come in in like a suit some oh, days. Nah, and nah, it'd be nah, like, nah, nah, nah. nah. What, are you a tracksuit man? Nah. Strike me as a tracksuit. Uh, maybe a cargo trouser. Maybe these, Air Force, just a plain tee. <laughs> like, you Simple. can't go wrong, can you? Simple, isn't it? Uh, Dinos, I noticed that um, when you signed, you're on the private jet over with our director of football, Tim. And I noticed you had some fantastic clobber on. How would you describe your style? Oh, I, I think I don't have a specific one. I, it depends on my mood. Sometimes I like to wear classic. Sometimes I like to wear like more streetwear. So yeah, I, I don't have something uh, specific. So it depends on my mood. Uh, more to the point, who's the worst dresser? Yeah, John, who's the John worst dresser? Straight off the back, who's the worst? It's hit and miss, but Angelo, I think. I know, I, I had a feeling he was going to say Angelo. He's hit and miss. Some days Some... you think, yeah, you look great. And then yeah, other days you yeah, think, yeah. wow. Yeah, that's, that's not, not Angelo. Yeah. Who was the worst? Was it Angelo down there in the other day? It was a lot when I was playing. It was a lot about, uh, John was bang on. Angelo would come in some days, you think you look great. And then we see him on Friday. He had like his pajamas on. A bit like, man, that's a bit odd. But uh, <laughs> no, nah, there's been a few. I don't know if anyone remembers Jonathan Spector, American. Horrendous. <laughs> Absolutely horrendous. Um, yeah, there's been a lot. And then I, I always tell a story about Nobes. We played with Scotty Barker and Nobes was 
Canning Town lad would come in in a tracksuit most days. Scotty Parker came in and Scotty was immaculate. He'd come in in suits and suit jackets and chinos. And then a week later, you know what Nobes is like, come in, chino, suit jacket, just copying Scotty Parker. So we did up his game a little bit, Nobes. Uh, Ginger, I was asking you before, like, who controlled the music in the dressing room in your day? And you said it was Mickey Antonio. Yeah, does he still do it? Mick still on no, it? No, I think it's J-Mo, you know. Who is it? J-Mo. Nice. Yeah, Mick was doing it. It was all different. Like, I was a bit different to Mick. He was playing his stuff and I was asking for, like, Johnny Cash or, I don't know, Whitney Houston and it, it didn't go down too well. But, yeah, this is, like, all the boys wear headphones and that now, don't they? Probably listen to their own, listen to their own tracks and that, so. Do you mean J-Mo the kit man? Yeah. Does he? Good as well, yeah. Is he? Yeah. Wow. Why are we but the to be fair, we just, tunes? like, we ask him to put on whatever. He's got a playlist. It's good. It covers all it's, bases. It's worked for us for a while. So yeah, true. Is that because there was a lot of rows around? Uh, no. No, he's just always, since I've been in the first team, he's always done it. Jono, how did, can you tell the story? I've never heard it told, but why has Cotton Eye Joe become the West Ham anthem? Honestly, I do not know. I think it was, was it one not away Goodison, game. Was it Goodison yeah, Park? Yeah, yeah. We played Everton away. I think it was before that. It was like a running joke, I think. But Everton away... Great result, I think, on New Year's Day. We won 2-1, or in like the last minute or whatever. Uh, this is during COVID as well. <laughs> Someone put it on. It must have been J-Mo. And then everyone went mad. Manager went mad. Um, and Craig Mazur, one of the um, masseuses, was, just went mental as well. He's got, a good, he's got some funny dance moves. Um, and then, yeah, that was kind of it. It became like a, a running joke and then after home games and away games like we'd put it on and ask for days off and stuff like that um, talk, and that was it kind of so talking about funny it. dance moves can we touch on the gaffers dancing after the uh after the final you know what, what do you think of his moves you know what ginger i've not seen it have you not i've not seen oh them. mate it's a classic honestly i've not seen them i thought they'd be all over the first no, team whatsapp no, chat no. no i've not seen them it's, uh, watch him it's a good watch did Sam have a crack out any moves no. when you shared a dressing room with him no no chance he couldn't couldn't stand up by the end of the game <laughs> he, was that, he was that tired um, now he wasn't a big fan of the music Sam if anything he didn't want on would come on he would shut it down and put his own stuff on and, and nobody you could imagine Sam no one was arguing with him Make sure you're part of our new European journey. Limited tickets are remaining for Thursday night's UEFA Europa League match with Bakatapola. Adult tickets start at just £35, with kids starting at £15. To buy, head to eticketing.co.uk forward slash WHUFC. We've got some questions from the audience here. Uh, John, I'm going to put this one to you. Who do you look up to in this current West Ham team? Is there anyone you kind of really admire? Yeah, there's a few. I'd say Krez. He's been a great servant for the club, as everyone knows. Still doing it as well at the highest level. So professional. Does it properly every day, on and off the pitch. Giving me some good advice over the years. Danny Ings as well. He's been around. He's been at Liverpool. He's been at some some huge clubs and been a goal scorer everywhere he's gone. And ultimately, just a, a, a wonderful guy. Again, it's just... I've got had a few mentors over the years, um, and it's it's been nice. So currently, them two to to learn off. Who was the what player? Would you say was you look like not maybe not the current squad people who've you know probably Nobs, but someone who who gave you a bit of advice. You thought, yeah, that's that's spot on. That yeah, I'd say Nobs. I think making a grade from the academy to the first team is quite difficult, as you know. Like being a young kid, it's 
nerve-wracking to come over. The intensity is ramped up to the max and you're expected to is sink or swim in it. So Nob's helped me so much in that transition. Dean, I've got a question here for you. What's it been like coming back to London after all these years away and have you just settled right back in? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, really, I really like London, uh, except the weather. No, <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, I really like the city and it was uh, uh, really, really good that uh, I came back and uh, came, uh, I come here for West Ham United. So um, I was really excited for it. Have you done anything touristy yet? No, no, no. I, yeah. I've been doing this like... I was going to say, you must have been doing it before, yeah, so no? I just want to settle in and then... Um, Ginge, of course, I hate to bring this up, but you left us for Villa at one point. And then you came back well, to London. technically I was sold to Villa. <laughs> Particularly want to leave. But... <laughs> when you came back to Wester, did you just love being back in London? Do you remember coming back the second time? You get a feeling. You get. I was obviously coming from... I was still living with my mum and dad in, in Wales. So to move to London was was massive. Luckily for me, I was obviously with Danny Gabadon, which who was my best mate and still is sort of in it together. But um, as soon as you walk through the doors of West Ham, certainly for me, it was, it was a different feeling. Um, everything that went with it, you know, we had a great squad at the time. We was enjoying ourselves um, on and off the pitch, put it that way. So um, yeah, it was just great. And, and like I say, I'm still here. You know, I'm, I've been retired five years now, still living in London and, and still come and watch the boys every week. So um, it's, say it before and I'll say it again West Ham is, is everything to me and it's it's a huge part of my life Mo we've got a question here oh round of applause a little round of applause for that anyone, anyone would think I've said that before <laughs> sorry Ginger I didn't ask you how would you describe your style oh uh, when I first moved to London very controversial I had a stupid Ginger Barnet at the time as well it was going so got rid of that and then just went plain Playing of the better. I was a bit out there when I first moved up and got a bit of stick off nose and the boys in the dressing room. So I just went, nah, plain. I'd actually say you've got quite a good dress sense. I think you, Bobby Zamora, be up there. Anyone else? No? Uh, Winston Reed. I think Winston always used to dress well. So try and copy him a little bit, if I'm honest. <laughs> uh, Mo, got a question for you here. Who is the hardest opponent you've ever faced? I'll say um, Van Dijk. Played him in the Champions League. Coming away, I think, yeah, that was. Um, the hardest opponent I faced. Strong, fast, win all the duels. Yeah. Does he talk too much in a game, or does he? Does he like? Is he pushing you and like all that kind of stuff? Or yeah, I think he he tries to get in your head. You know, just like most of the defenders would do. Ginger, I've heard you say that, uh, that your most difficult opponent was Didier Drogba. Did he keep, like? Did he really keep you up the night before games? Was he? It, yeah, there was a few, like. There wasn't many that you'd go to bed on a Friday night. The boys were all in a hotel now on a Friday night. You'd think, oh, I've got to play against so-and-so tomorrow. But Drogba, 2000 and 2005, 6, 7, 8, he was just unplayable. He was, and, and like you say, the, the defenders are kicking. Yeah, I used to think, where I used to play, you know, give him a kick and he might be quiet. But with Didier, it wasn't. He'd, if you kicked him, he would, he'd grow and he'd, be, and he'd be better. So he was, it was a time, that sort of time, he seemed to lose against him 4-1 every time. And he'd score one, two, or he'd just be unplayable. So, um, yeah, Drogba. He was what? a handful. Here's a question. Who was your easiest opponent? Was there some, was there a striker in the Premier League you thought, uh, okay, I've got a day off tomorrow? No. No. <laughs> no. There's no, there's no, Dean has to tell you, there's no, like, it's, every team has a, has a world-class centre-forward. There were certain players you feel like, I always felt like I did all right against Harry Kane. I know, like, I don't know what it was. It's like, obviously, he's absolute world-class, you know, probably the best striker in the world, but I always felt like I did all right against him. 
Suarez was on fire at the time, but I used to kick him and he wouldn't fancy it. So that was always done all right against him. Um, but nah, every team, you know, sit. I've been finished a while now. The boys are playing against every team. You, you, you name any team in the Premier League. They've all got a world-class centre forward, so there's no there's no easy days anymore. Dinos, going back a few years, is there any player in the Premier League that you kind of really admired from afar? Anyone used to watch and kind of try to emulate? I mean, uh, I mean, as you said as well, the Premier League has so so many quality players, so uh, you can you can see everyone like how hard they they try to give their best, and so when you when you get to that level, you you have everyone like uh, like an example. You give everything as well and uh, try your best. So I can say that the Premier League was uh, was the one the, the the league as it owns that gives you like the admire to to be there in a good level and try to give your best. So don't, I don't really have a player to name, but the you know, so have you played against Haaland? Yeah, yeah, you have played. Yeah, against yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I played. I played uh, quite a like couple of games, three, four games. But as you said, I had really good games against yeah, you. Yeah, so. Fine. Yeah, I'm, did he ever score against you when you? I think I think in four or five games he scores one. He scored one. But, That's all right. Yeah, one goal. Probably should have played Saturday, mate. Should, <laughs> <laughs> should have said that to the gaffer Friday. Get me in. We'll send him the take. One. <laughs> we'll send him the take. Uh, John, is any player you've played against in the Premier League that has given you a tough time? Yeah, Mares. He was probably got the best touch I've ever seen um, from a crossfield ball, and he take you inside, outside. His end product was just fantastic. He'd score, he'd assist, and he was a big player for them over the last few years. Um, so going up to play against him was always difficult, but it's it's a challenge and something that that you relish. So yeah, I'd probably say him. Ginger, I've got a question. All those years playing Premier League football, was there many opposition that you just you wanted to swap shirts with because you were like, I just really look up to that. Have you got a decent collection? I've got a few that are like personal. I wasn't one for, I was too tired to swap shirts, to be honest, most games. So I didn't, didn't do it. Um, there's a few, like I've, I've got Gary Speed shirt in the house uh, that is that's obviously sentimental to me, Wales and, and stuff like that. Uh, Alan Shearer, you know, the big, the, the real big hitters that I, I played against. And you thought when I finished to look back, you know, the, the big, big names that my sons or, or my, or my kids could look at, but, no, nah, it probably wasn't the same as what it was now. You know, it was if it was a chance to swap shirts, you would. But I've got a few that really mean, really mean a lot to me. Mo, got a question for you here from the audience. Has Mark Noble introduced you to our glorious pie and mash? Have you had pie and mash yet? No, no, I have no idea. You <laughs> look very, look very confused. <laughs> Jono, how would you describe pie and mash? I've never had it. Oh. Um, I'm sorry to say, yeah, sorry to say. Not that I don't like it. I've just never. Had the chance. That I, sounds silly, but I don't think it's great cuisine for a professional athlete, Ginge. It's not bad. But, but having said it's that, all right. that's all right. I pretty much lived on it. Look, look at me. I'm doing all right. Um, now we used to go to me and Nobs used to go to Nathan's around the corner from uh, from Upton Park Friday afternoon. Train at the ground. He did try me on jelly jelly uh, jelly deals once, and uh, I drew the line of that. To be fair, no, no good. Yeah. What, what kind of th- what things would you be eating after a game then on a, on a Saturday? What kind of things getting wheeled into the dressing room? Pizza, pizza, standard pizza, chicken. It, it changed a lot as the as the time times went on when I was finishing my career. But there was there was sort of no rules in, in what, what what I was eating or, or doing after the game. So uh, I'm sure the boys will have have a different story to mine. Uh, John, a question for you. So you've won the Euro, the Euro, under 21s Euros, and now you've won the Conference League. Med- where, where, what do you do with those medals? 
Um, that's a question from the audience. Presumably, that's not a burglar. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah they're just at home um i've not really looked at them to be honest i just put them next to the telly and and they're they're sitting there <laughs> next to the telly yeah literally yeah just sitting there um i've got a few things that i have like my premier league debut ball they put it in a in a case um that's there and yeah they're just sitting there really i don't go over and put them on like they're just <laughs> yeah they're just there like you yeah just look at them from time to time and yeah it's just, just good, I guess. Mo, is there anything? Have you been collecting stuff from your c- career? Have you got many things that you've kind of kept, kept on to? Yes, I'm few. We won the league two times, and yes, some medals. So, like you said, you just keep you and keep going because I think um, it's after your career that you sit back and look at all of this. And and but for now, um, there's a lot of work to do, and we are looking ahead. Yeah. So, have you done something better than leaving by a telly? Have you put them? <laughs> In a I, draw, at least? I think where I left is even worse than the telly, I think. I don't even remember. <laughs> Dino, are you sentimental like that? Have you kept anything from your career now? I, I don't have. I don't have any medal. Only individual, like MVP and stuff. But uh, no, no. I can't wait to do it with West Ham. Good answer. What did you do with your FA Cup runners-up medal, Ginch? Where's that? I mean, it's not a great one to keep, is it? <laughs> like the boys have got FA Cup runners-up medal. I think it's in me mam's drawer somewhere. I think I gave it to, I had the arm that bad after the day. I gave it to my mum and she took it, took it to the house in, in Newport. But um, the boys are right. I think when you're playing, you don't really, not certainly until you're like, my kids have got a bit older, you sort of like get the, get the old paper clippings out and whatever and, and look back. But when you're playing, you're, you're focused on the next game and, and the season and what you're, what you're doing. So I don't think until the boys finish and you, and you sit back and, and, and reminisce about your career you really you really think about it you're just always striving for better and and and, and more trophies and more medals so what did you when you like what was your mindset like when your career finished that first pre-season you're not you're not at West Ham was it, it was it weird it's a mad feeling it is because for 20 years you're told where to go where to be what to dress where to, what you know what to wear what days you're in what days you're off so it's, it's a mad feeling um and nothing, you know, you speak to older boys when I was playing about the time when you finish, nothing actually prepares you for it until, until it actually happens. But um, it's a mad, it's a mad time. Um, I've been very lucky, West Ham still, still sort of in and around the football club, seeing the boys and, and working. But if I'm truly honest, you, 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 nothing can prepare you for it. Because like I said, yeah, it's, since the boys have been kids, it's, it's all you do every day since you leave school till hopefully you finish at 35, 36 when I do. So the, the honest answer is nothing prepares you for it. You've just got to sort of, you know, get your friends, family around you and, and prepare for the next, you know, when you finish, you're still a young man. So you've got a long, long time in front of you. So you've got to, you've got to prepare as best as you can. Thank God you've now got Ironcast to tell yes. you. Go to JD Sports, Live. third floor, Oxford Street, Monday night. John, we've had a, 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 a question for you. If you can invite three people to dinner, alive or dead, throughout history, who are you picking? These questions. <laughs> uh, it's not us it's the audience that asks this one David Moyes uh, <laughs> I see him at dinner to be fair all the time. Um, I'd say Nelson Mandela would be one Bobby Moore would be one and right on the spot yeah. I know it's what I mean like, um, Tom Cruise yeah <laughs> uh, you yeah. just you've just panicked there. <laughs> uh, Dinos, question for you: What was the most valuable thing you learned in Germany while playing for Stuttgart? Sorry, most valuable. What was the most important thing you learned? 
many things I can say uh, around football and for life because uh, I was uh, in Premier League and then uh, I had to go to Bundesliga to um, get my confidence back. So um, I learned that uh, I have to be ready for everything, enjoy the moment and uh, work, work hard because this is the most important and what makes you better. Jono, if you weren't a professional footballer, <laughs> he's shaking his head already. Hey, <laughs> all coming to you. What job would you be doing instead? No, nah, do you know what? So what happened was I knew I was kind of getting a scholarship um, at 15, 16. And then to be honest, I, I passed all, all my GCSEs, but I didn't take them serious um, enough. So if I wasn't a footballer ever, I'd probably take my GCSEs more seriously, probably go to uni and then do something there. But no, never had anything else. Really? really. Possibly the most serious answer I've ever heard you give. <laughs> <laughs> very, 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 very impressive. <laughs> what about you, Ginge? What, you, what would you Postman. Be? Postman? Yeah. Uh, every single boy I went to school with, we, we, we lifted well, you. Can't be all postman. I swear to God. I swear <laughs> to God. About uh, uh, 10 of my good mates I went to school with, seven of them postmen. Only because we was in Newport. <laughs> there was like a sorting office around the corner and it was easy. The pub was there. The post office was there. It was sweet. Done. <laughs> What is he? You've got a brother, haven't you? What does he, what's he, what does he do? He, he... My brother's got a fantastic record. Oh, yeah. he, he played Welsh League football. So when we go back to Wales now and then, my mum gets all the old paper clippings out. You know what the parents are like. They keep everything. So they get all my stuff out, Wales, the caps and all that. My brother has got a letter off the FAW of Wales. He was the most sent off and booked player in Welsh football history. <laughs> that's the only thing that comes out of me, Madam's thing for my brother. And he loves it. Is that in a frame? No, no, she's not. She's not overly proud of it. I'll be honest. So it's, it's tucked away a little bit. But that's his, that's his thing. But uh, yeah, now he's, he's building now and just doing doing his thing. <laughs> Dinos, did you ever have a, your eye on another career? If you weren't a footballer, what would you have been? Ah, uh, no idea, really, really. I, Oddle, I surely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely beautiful <laughs> man. Bouncer. I don't know, really. I was always thinking about football. Really, even if I, even if I have a university in Greece. Uh, I was never thinking about it. I, I was really focused on football. Yeah. Really no Mo, was that the same for you? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe into music a little because I like music a lot. So maybe in that direction. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, Jono, before we go, Basha Topola Thursday night. Can I get a prediction? Hey, these are tough questions. <laughs> you, asking, like, you are you know, asking, you're asking, you're asking, he's trying to another team, can I? Like, <laughs> I'm confident we're going to win. Um, two nil. Ginge. Uh, I'll go three one. Three one West Ham. Well, I'm sure we'd all take that, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for joining us. The first ever live Iron Cast, and please put your hands together for our guests. Thank you, Dino Smadrapano, Mo Kudus, Ben Johnson, and a big hand for my co-host Sex Collins. Until next time, come on, you Irons! Podcast Network.